Baruch Hashem, he will never quit. We have been Zoha this week to set up a quasi-recording studio to be able to bring some better quality, that is audio quality, to all of you. And in setting this up, I have merited that next door, they have began building a new home. And with that, that comes with drilling and banging and a lot of other fun sounds. That is definitely, I believe, because of the Sahara. All good things he tries to stop. I believe that is our biggest proof that we're doing something good here. That is why you might hear some banging in the background, but the show goes on. And welcome back to this week's special edition of the Torah Podcast. The nation complains this week. And behold, the nation was complaining. What were they complaining about? They were complaining that there was no food. Or the food, we will soon see, was not up to their expectations. This is Parakat Aleph, Pasuk Aleph. And the nation began to complain. Rashi tells us, what does the word misoninim literally mean? I do not believe that we've had it to this point in the Torah. Rashi tells us the word means alila. It means to plot. It means to employ some sort of tactic to gain a specific result. Very often, that is to get a negative result. That is a negative connotation. These people, it sounded very true in their mind. They said, Hashem, in the following verses, Hashem, we don't have any food. We remember the fish that we used to eat for free in Egypt, and here we don't have any. So they started to complain. It sounds very valid. Rashi tells us, though, that this, is, in fact, was invalid. It was just a complete dishonest complaint. These people... Although they thought they were being true to themselves, it was really a fraudulent, made-up complaint. What did they want, Dr. Ashi? Mevakshim alila. They wanted a plot. These people wanted one thing, and they wanted to separate themselves and ease their obligations. So they came up with the most practical way to do that. Why don't we stage a complaint? We'll even make it sound real, and perhaps even in their hearts they thought... That they were being honest with themselves. But Rabbi Yeruchim Levavitz tells us in this Rashi that it reveals to us some of our shortcomings. That in fact, sometimes we even lie to ourselves at times that we're being honest. Rabbi Yeruchim was fixated and completely consumed by the idea of getting people in touch with their internal worlds. To getting in touch with their true self. All he wanted from his Bahram was that they should know themselves. Because the beginning of spiritual ascendance is to know where you begin, and that means to know oneself. One specific example I remember about this was, I believe it was last Zaman in Yeshiva, when I was on my way out the door to go to Yeshiva, and it was the middle of the Zaman, and my body wasn't responding as well as I had hoped. I was a little bit lackadaisical and melancholy with my approach to get to yeshiva. I was just tired and not in the mood. And my wife said, do you mind to stay home and help me for a little bit? I think it was the baby was crying and something else needed to be done. 
I said right away, of course, I'd love to. I called my chavrusa. I said I could not come today, and I helped my wife, and I thought I was a big tzaddik. But later on, I thought about it, and in my heart, I believe a large amount of it was me wanting to exonerate myself and excuse myself from some of my obligations. Although in my head, I thought I was doing the right thing, I think a large amount of it was really just to putter, patter myself up. This might be the reason why the tenth and final necessity in the study of Musar of Yisrael Salanter says, and it's brought in his Hakdama in the Sefer Kochve Ar of Yitzchak Blazer, is to learn Musar in a certain quiet place in one room or in one building called a base Musar that's away from everything. And now why does a person need to do that? Why can't I just learn Musar where I learn my Gemara? Why can't I learn Musar wherever I am? Why does it have to be in a private spot? Perhaps this is the reason. Because the entire thing is to get in touch with your internal world, to know yourself. And how can you do that if you're being completely distracted by what's around you? We must take away all the distractions to learn how to know ourselves. The next time that you have a conversation with somebody, when you're done with the conversation, examine your responses, why you said them. And I think you might be truly surprised. All the more so we should do this because tonight is the great and venerable sage, my leader and mentor, Rabbi Rucham Levovitz's yard site. He was obsessed with this idea of getting us to know ourselves. The greatest zechus for his neshama is for us to take 10 seconds to think about certain decisions that we consistently do, redefine what they are and why we do them, because as the Torah testifies, they were not misoninim, they were ke-misoninim. We must be authentic and honest with ourselves, and in this merit, Rabbi Yerucham Lubavitz's soul should have an ascendance in heaven.